89.9 The Light, it is the Cam and Joe show and right throughout this month we're having some really focused conversations about our body image because it's a big issue, there are so many layers to it, we've already had a couple of conversations mm. and our next guest is going to add a little bit of an extra dimension to the story. He's a hobby athlete, Anthony DiPaolo, welcome mate, great to have you here in the studio with us. How you doing guys? Very well. Can you unpack for us what a hobby athlete means? Well, to me, it means I just find different things that I look at as hard and I just focus on that and do it. For the last like three years, that was Ironman and triathlons and long distance tries. So let's take a few steps back and let's talk about this whole issue of body image. Yep. Uh, it's been a bit of a part of your journey and your story. When did it first come on the radar and tell us how this played out for you, Anthony? It probably first, to be honest, came on the radar like early high school. I reckon I was in year seven, whatever age you are in year seven. And then it kind of just developed over the years until the point where I left high school. It got like real serious. It turned to like proper binge eating and then like making myself throw up and stuff like that which was probably the peak of how bad it was until it got to the point where I was like, I need to make a choice. I need to stop this. It can't continue if I want to pursue goals and stuff like that. Now, what should someone like me with sons be looking at to sort of find the identifiers that a son or a husband or a man isn't having a good relationship with his own body? For me, it was a lot of exercise. I would exercise quite a bit and then I would restrict myself with eating. But then I would obviously overdo that and binge eat so stuff like that monitoring what your eating habits are are massive seeing like if they're actually holding back at the dinner table might be a good gauge i know i did that quite a bit i'd pull back at the dinner table i would kind of pull back from everyone to be honest around mm. food so like if there's a big group setting around food i'd be there but i wouldn't actually be there because for me that was something that i found really difficult and if i was fully engulfed in that moment i'd find myself eating more than i would allow myself to eat which is not a great mindset to have at all. But that's kind of how it manifested for me. Mm. So what's happening mentally? What's happening through your thought processes? Where's your head at? Uh, to put it simply, you're thinking this is going to make me fat. Every bit of food is going to make me fat. But the reality is that's not what makes you fat. What makes you fat is eating too much food for a, an extended period of time. Did you grow up in a family that was highly weight conscious? Um, where do you think this came from? Because there's always an origin point. What was the trigger? What was the origin point of you feeling that way? Uh, so I was thinking about this earlier today. <clears throat> and both my parents, I think, had the same kind of body image issues. And they just by things that they said, I picked up on that. And I kind of imprinted that on myself. I was like overweight as a child until I got to like grade six and that was probably my peak and then from there I kind of started dropping weight exercising more probably starting to lean into this eating disorder stuff more and then kind of drop back from there uh, but it was definitely something that was an undertone at, at the mm. home environment which is unfortunate but it's something that is probably really prevalent, prevalent yeah. in like everyone today the family of origin is huge as a mum what do you what do you wish that your mum did differently that would have helped you along the way uh for me that side of things is more complicated than probably for most people mm. um i never really went to my parents for anything because it just wasn't that kind of relationship okay. so firstly really be there for your kids don't just say you're there actually be there for them because kids know kids know if you actually care about the stuff they're coming to you with and if you don't so even if it's this the smallest little thing be there give it the attention it deserves because you never know, that might be the test 
like I remember vividly like testing my parents to see if they would pay attention and I'd throw stuff out and they wouldn't and I'd be like great never coming to you again Mm. so really really try and just even if it takes all of your energy pay attention to what they say so if they do come to you with a problem they might be testing the waters to see if you actually care and the next thing might be something like this an eating disorder but if you blow that first thing away they're not going to tell you and that could be the start of something so just be there for them. Mm, that's great. Yeah. Anthony DiPaolo is our guest on the show this afternoon. We've identified the problem, but what about the healing, the journey to recovery? Anthony's going to share that next. It's the Cam and Joe Show. Lauren Daigle, thank God I do, at 89.9 The Light. And the Cam and Joe Show, if you've just tuned in, our guest is Anthony DiPaolo. He's a 27-year-old fella from right here in Melbourne, has competed in triathlons, is a hobby athlete, and has been talking about, in line with our series Body Beautiful, the eating disorder which he was dealing with right through his younger days. Now, Anthony, when it comes to the journey to healing, the recovery, it's a process. You don't instantly just click your fingers and go... I haven't got an eating disorder anymore. How did you firstly acknowledge that there was something wrong? And then how did you walk out those steps to be able to becoming healthier? I knew it was a problem like this could be confronting for some people. But after I'd like made myself throw up in the toilet, very degrading. But I'd look up and see myself in the mirror and I'd say like, this has to stop. But that happened countless times. Um, Ideally, you would see a psychologist, which I am seeing someone now and it's I've been seeing them for 18 months and it's just helped me massively. But I didn't break the cycle with that. I broke the cycle by saying I really wanted to tick off doing a full Ironman. That was something that I admired and I knew that it was going to be almost physically impossible to carry this eating disorder through Ironman training and the actual event. So that was, I set my sights on that and I was like, I have to do this. So in order to do this, I have to stop this behavior. And that was kind of what did it. It just pulled me out of it. And I focused on the training coping mechanism, Mm. not great, but also I saw it as better than kind of where I was. You talked about the professional help with the psychologist that you've been seeing to be able to process just everything there. How important is the support network around you? Because willpower kind of only goes so far. You can will yourself across the line, but as you say, you have those moments time and time again where you're like, this has to stop, this has to change. But then that intention, for whatever reason only goes so far how important is that support network to have around you to be able to walk it out massive massively uh i you have to tell someone you've got to find someone to talk to someone close to you someone you trust and you've got to tell them once you let that out of the bag it makes it a hell of a lot easier because you have someone you can go to and say hey i'm really struggling with this i don't know where to go and they can sit there and just reaffirm hey this sucks but you will get through it that support system is massive. doesn't matter who it is. doesn't matter where they are in your life. If you have someone that you can go to, go to them, tell them. Hard, really hard to do, but it is a massive relief. I remember I kept mine a secret. My family didn't know. No one knew. My brother only recently just found out, like three weeks ago when I told him about this interview. And he was like, what? I had no idea hmm. because I just hadn't told anyone. Shocking for him, but he, I guess, understood where I came from. So support system, massive. You got to find someone, tell them, Get that cat out of the bag and it will make it easier. Not easy, but much easier. Anthony, 
What would you say to somebody right now, male or female, any age, who's actually right in the thick of it, going through an eating disorder or really struggling with their body image? What's your advice? You're worth far more than the image you see in the mirror. Like you are worth far more than that. If you see, and odds are the image you see is diluted by the stuff you've picked up as a child from the people around you. So you're worth far more than the image you see in the picture. You need to just try and stick it out. Like it's not going to be an easy road. It won't be. That's unfortunate. But if you can find someone to kind of walk that road with you, it'll be easier. You'll get to the other side and then you'll be in the position that I'm in now and you'll look back and think, I'm so grateful I toughed it out because it's far, far nicer. Mm. Anthony, thank you so much for talking with us today. Thanks for coming in. We appreciate you sharing and being open and honest and vulnerable about some of the past struggles that you've had, but also to celebrate the freedom and the health that you're walking in today to be able to inspire someone who was in that position or is in that position right now. So to all of the teens, the young adults, the boys, the men, what's one word of encouragement you want to leave them with? It goes back to what I said before, like you're worth more than how you see your body far more you're worth far more than how you see your body brilliant. Brilliant. Anthony brilliant. thank you so much for being with us today mate all good thanks for having me